going on, true crime fans? I'm your host, Heath. And I'm your host, Daphne. And you're listening to Going West. Hello, everybody. Hope you're having a good day today. Big thanks to Jess and Randy for recommending today's case. If anybody wants to recommend one, I know we say this a lot, but we still get a ton of recommendations over on social media, and that is definitely not the place to do it. If you want to recommend something, you can email us at goingwestpodcast at gmail.com. That is the best place to do it. That is where we'll see it. Um, So thank you in advance for doing so. We have a massive, massive list, but obviously doing two episodes a week, we're getting through them. Yeah, and hope everybody is settling into the holiday season and cozying up. But let's get into today's case. All right, guys, this is episode 362 of Going West, so let's get into it. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. In November of 2008, a 49-year-old resort motel owner went missing from a Florida island. When her car was pulled over two weeks later, the man driving it fled from police on foot, leading to a suspicious pursuit. After searching the car alongside her home, disturbing evidence was uncovered that led police to believe that she had been met with foul play. And years later, 
they'd learn who was behind it. This is the story of Sabina Bueller. Sabina Musel was born on July 29, 1959 in Montebaua, Germany, which is in between Cologne and Frankfurt. In her 30s, she relocated to the United States, deciding to settle in sunny Florida, where she would remain for the rest of her life. Hosting came very naturally to Sabina, and her warm, friendly nature really lent itself well to the hospitality industry. So Sabina found work at both the Tradewinds Resort Hotel and the Tortuga Inn Beach Resort, nestled on picturesque Anna Maria Island. Just off the west coast of Florida on the Gulf of Mexico, Anna Maria Island is about an hour and a half southwest of Tampa, Florida. Characterized by its white sugar sand and clear water, Anna Maria Island sees hundreds of thousands of tourists each year. And it was there that Sabina found her people, a small community of year-round locals who love the warmth and nature that Florida has to offer. Sabina, who could make friends with anyone, quickly built an inner circle there. And this included her husband, Tom Bueller, whom Sabina met, fell in love with, and married within two weeks. Tom was described as kind and gentle and, like Sabina, worked in hospitality. He was quite taken with her free-spirited nature, so the two enjoyed a brief courtship, like I said, two weeks, before deciding to tie the knot. Together, they pursued Sabina's ultimate dream of owning and operating a resort. So basically, they purchased this rundown motel property called Haley's Motel, which is situated on Gulf Drive, just steps away from the water on both sides. Tom was super handy, and he was kind of the brawn of the operation, just fixing up this very dilapidated property in order to restore it to its former glory. But Sabina was the heart of the project, and she poured her entire soul into curating an oasis for her guests. She catered to every detail, making the rooms artistic and homey, and then she even staged and filmed commercials to entice tourists to stay with them. So she put so much care into this passion project, just hoping that it would, you know, spring off to a big success. And I don't know if anybody's ever seen this movie, but there's a movie called Club Paradise with Robin Williams from the 1980s. And this is very reminiscent. They kind of, you know, fix up this old... Uh, island motel and they try to make it like a resort so love it very interesting so Sabina was becoming somewhat of a legend on the island known for her hosting skills and generosity of spirit she threw lavish themed costume parties and spared no cost or detail especially at Halloween which just proves that she was you know the source of so much fun and these parties often garnered so much local attention that there was a waiting list to get in Sabina was also very active in local politics, advocating for property tax relief. She was a member of the local chamber of commerce, and she was even a participant in the police department's missing child alert program. She brought her desire for change into how she conducted her business and took pride in hiring those whom she felt really deserved a chance. When Sabina's good friend and former coworker Nancy Ambrose was diagnosed with cancer, she was having trouble finding a job that would be flexible around her particular chemotherapy schedule. 
And without even thinking twice, Sabina put her on payroll. And Nancy remembered, quote, she was just amazing. I mean, she was just one of those people that cared about everybody. Another local friend of Sabina's, Ursula Stem, claimed that she sometimes had a tendency of being too trusting, saying, quote, she was very giving. People have a hard time inviting people into their homes nowadays. She wasn't like that. She was a very homey person, trusting, loving, and welcoming. Sabina is remembered as a free spirit and was proudest of her endeavors as an artist, environmentalist, and entrepreneur. Keenly creative, she took up basket weaving and knitting as passive hobbies. She was open-minded and cared deeply about everyone who crossed her path. Nancy, her friend, recalled, quote, The thing about Sabina is that she did not know a stranger. Everyone was her friend. She thought she could help everyone. So in addition to hosting guests at Haley's, Sabina rescued dogs, cats, birds, and turtles. And as a result, her household pets included one dog, four cats, and 10 birds, but most importantly, her beloved parrot, Giacomo. Now in 2008, ahead of the impending recession, 49-year-old Sabina's once thriving business was now struggling. She described to a friend having to leverage all of the assets that she and Tom had against the motel in an effort to keep it. Still, Sabina remained very positive, despite both her business and her marriage being in jeopardy. After 15 years together, and perhaps due in part to the financial pressure that they were under, Sabina and Tom decided to separate. However, they were both adamant that they would continue to maintain the motel together, as well as staying on the property, though they would take up separate residences. And their friends really applauded their ability to remain amicable business partners and friends. They described their relationship mutually as, quote, a marriage of convenience. Nancy Ambrose remembers, quote, they were always still good friends, very good friends. I mean, they worked well together. That summer, amid the couple split and the mounting debt of running this motel, Sabina managed to strike up a romance relationship with somebody else. Now, Tom had also met someone, and both he and Sabina brought their new partners to live with them in their own bungalows on the property of Haley's Motel. November 4th, 2008, which was election night, was a very exciting time for Sabina because she was really excited to see how this election was going to play out and she was planning to attend an election night party that evening. Sabina and her friend Nancy had plans to meet at this party, but when Nancy arrived, Sabina was nowhere to be found. So Nancy was puzzled by this, just knowing that she had been looking forward to election night all year. Tom didn't hear from her that evening either, and she failed to report to work the following day too. Sabina wasn't in her apartment on the motel property and she wasn't tending to her pet, so it just didn't make sense where she could be at this point. And although Tom claimed that he assumed that maybe she snuck away for a night or two with her new boyfriend, her friends said that it wasn't like Sabina to kind of skip out on her, her work responsibilities. And she certainly wouldn't have left her beloved pets behind because she loved them all so much. There was multiple of them. Like she's not the type of person who's just gonna ditch and go do whatever she wants without telling anybody or arranging somebody to take care of the pets or arranging for somebody, you know what I mean? So it was just really odd. And after 48 hours passed with no word from Sabina, her car turned up but she hadn't been the one driving it. On November 6, 2008, 
Police pulled over Sabina's white Pontiac Sunfire convertible in an area of South Bradenton, which is described by locals as CD. Just across the bridge from Anna Maria Island at 2.30 in the morning, police flagged the car for having a broken taillight. When they pulled the car over, the driver calmly exited the vehicle and walked away. So obviously this is looking very suspicious. You can't, you're being pulled over. You can't just walk away from the police officer, right? So when the person did that, the police pursued him on foot and the man began to run. And police actually eventually lost track of him altogether. So, so this is this is weird. He started out walking away from the car and police were like, uh, what? And then he takes off and then they just lose him? Yeah, they just lose him altogether. So they're like, who is this guy? What is going on, right? But luckily he was found a short while later and he was hiding under a truck parked on a side street. So this guy is obviously trying to evade police for whatever reason. Now, this guy was 38-year-old Robert Corona, and he had been driving on a suspended license, so he was arrested. When police ran the car's registration, they discovered that the car had been stolen and the driver had a lengthy criminal history. When asked to explain why he had been driving a car that didn't belong to him, Robert claimed that he and the car's owner had been drinking, smoking, and doing drugs in a nearby dive bar called the Gator Lounge. So, Detective John Kenny, who questioned Robert, remembered, quote, Mr. Corona's original story is, I was doing crack cocaine with the owner of the car. Flags started going off shortly after. Detectives started getting involved as a missing persons case. When Sabina's loved ones were questioned if drug use was a possibility, the unanimous answer was a resounding no. Sabina was fit and a health nut and wasn't known to smoke, use drugs, or even drink. Her friend Debbie scoffed, quote, she doesn't even drink coffee. But at this point, her friends and family weren't even aware that she was missing. Though Tom had found her absence mysterious and out of character for her, he didn't jump to the conclusion that Sabina had been met with foul play. Until the police showed up at the motel to talk to him, that's when he finally realized that something was very wrong. So police arrested Robert Corona for stealing Sabina's car and headed to Haley's motel to talk to Tom. Now, Tom admitted that he had not seen his estranged wife in days, but said that he assumed that she had been away with her new boyfriend, Bill. Tom said that Sabina told him that she was ending her six-month courtship with Bill and moving out of the apartment that they had been sharing for less than two months. And Tom was also shocked to hear that someone else had been driving her car. Sabina was very precious about it and didn't like anyone else driving it. When police discovered that she was involved in a relationship outside of her marriage and that no one had seen or heard from her for days, the possibility of foul play really increased here. That same day, again, which was November 6, 2008, Tom filed the missing persons report for Sabina. With Tom continuing to claim ignorance, police tracked down Sabina's new boyfriend, William Cumber III, also known as Bill. Now, Bill said that Sabina had left the house at 10 p.m. on election night to head to that party with Nancy, and that he hadn't seen or heard from her since. And although they were already living together, Sabina and Bill's courtship had been brief and they had only moved in together about two months prior to her disappearance. 
Yeah, so he is still very new to this picture. And actually, Bill was a former employee of Tom and Sabina's because he worked for them as a handyman. So that is how they met. But in 2006, so a couple years later, he was actually sentenced to two years in prison for arson after attempting to burn down the house of his then ex-girlfriend with her and her children inside. Okay, so now people are starting to get a picture of who Bill really is. Yeah. So while he was serving his sentence, Bill kept in touch with the Buellers, which means that they were aware that he was in prison because they were sending, you know, letters and updates back and forth. And Sabina and Tom even went into the prison to visit him. Well, as Sabina and Tom's marriage kind of was coming to an end, she began exchanging letters with Bill a bit more frequently and even started sending him money. But Bill was pretty enticing to her. I mean, he was a charming guy, he's pretty attractive, and he's 10 years younger than Sabina. But still, even though she was charmed by him, she's doing all this stuff for him. So her friends really worried about this, you know, maybe is Bill using Sabina? But then, of course, they also knew that he was in prison for arson. So yeah. they're, they're not happy about that either. They're, they're kind of sketched out by this. So in 2002, prior to his arson charge, Bill had been arrested on domestic violence charges. So this is also something that her friends deeply worried about. But Sabina was so taken with him that upon his release, she took him under her wing. An aspiring artist, Bill dreamed of opening his own woodworking studio. And when he was released in October of 2008, Sabina helped him get his own workshop in which he could start his own business. And it was around this time that their relationship became romantic. Though Sabina and Tom were estranged at this point, Tom caught the pair in one of the motel rooms and was really, really angry with Sabina about it. And according to Detective Kenny, quote, he said it wasn't a jealousy thing. It was a lack of respect. So it just didn't seem like anybody in her life was happy about how this was going, was happy that she was with Bill and felt like she was kind of going outside of her normal way of doing things to, you know, accommodate him. Yeah, and some people can be very manipulative, so it kind of feels like that's what Bill is doing here. So upon discovering Robert Corona driving Sabina's car, police announced, quote, We have no evidence of foul play, but there are some things that concern us obviously. So early suspicions fell on Robert, and Sabina's friends became concerned that she had been the victim of a carjacking while she had been making her way to the election night celebration. She could be hurt, in trouble, or worse, she could be dead. And this concern was really raised because the car, her car, would present the first evidence that pointed to foul play. When Sabina's car was forensically processed, police discovered that a large chunk of the back seat had been cut out, even through the leather and the cushion below. Investigators sprayed the whole car with luminol, and the back seat reacted, glowing in iridescent blue, confirming that blood was present. With the worst fears of Sabina's loved ones coming true, police circled back to the most likely suspect, who again was Robert Corona, the guy that was driving her car, who was still being detained on charges of auto theft, resisting arrest, and driving on a suspended license. When detectives approached him, armed with the results of the search of Sabina's car, Robert kind of changed his tune. 
He claimed that he had never actually met Sabina and that he hadn't known that she was the owner of the car. Now, Robert explained that it was a simple crime of opportunity. He had seen the keys in the front seat, parked behind the Gator Lounge, and driven off with the car. He was also adamant that no one had put him up to it, and that he did not, in fact, know the owner of the vehicle. So at this point in the investigation, all signs seemed to point to Tom. Detectives wondered if perhaps he had been jealous that Sabina had moved on, and angry that he had caught her and Bill in bed together. Police noted that Tom seemed concerned about his wife, although he had not yet reported her missing until after investigators had to come knock on his door. So that doesn't look good either, because even though they are separated, they're still, they still own a business together, they're still friends, they still have a relationship, so they're like, why did it take you so long? But So it, it does kind of make sense from yeah. his perspective, but... It's, it's really hard to say, because maybe, you know, at this point, he's he's just trying to give her space and not you know, not concern himself with her because they had both moved on to different partners, right? Yeah, and even though they're not officially divorced, they're still not together. So it's like he doesn't have to keep tabs on her and vice versa. She's a free woman technically, so... Yeah, but I can understand if, you know, she wasn't showing up to work where they both work for yes. like three days, you'd be like, okay, well, where the fuck is she, exactly. I guess? But I don't know if that would be enough to warrant uh, him making a missing persons report. Agreed. So to remove a potential motive... Tom told detectives that he only stood to gain $100,000 in life insurance in the event of his wife's death, but investigators would soon learn that the figure was actually $300,000. So that doesn't look good because either he's lying and he's not telling the truth or uh, he just really didn't know. Right. But the suspicions surrounding Tom grew among those in the small island community. The possibility that Sabina had left on her own accord seemed very slim, but investigators did pursue a tip that came in about her potentially having flown through like the Sarasota Bradenton airport. However, when they scoured the surveillance footage, they found no sign of her and her passport had not been scanned. But here's the fucking crazy part, people. 12 days after Sabina disappeared, her beloved motel was set ablaze and investigators surmised that the fire had been arson. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment, no maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volix XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. 
Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you are allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medications that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, just visit Juvederm.com. Heath and I are major sufferers of seasonal allergies. They are the worst. It can even be difficult to host this show when our noses are all clogged up. We have tried brand after brand, but luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. And big shout out to Claritin for supporting this show and providing us with samples. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. I feel like I sneeze all day long. I always have an itchy face, but now I can actually go outside in the grass and not have a sneeze attack or be stuffed up thanks to Claritin D. Are you ready to live as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so that you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. As true crime listeners, you're aware of the dangers out there in the world. So why not keep your home as safe and secure as possible? Daphne and I do this by using Simply Safe. For award-winning security and peace of mind, wherever your summer plans take you. When we get ready for our summer trips this year, I will feel so much better about leaving the house knowing that Simply Safe has our back, just freeing me from my constant anxieties. And also something I love is that their system blankets your entire home in protection from break-ins to fires to floods. And with indoor and outdoor cameras to choose from, you will feel safe any time of day or night. And Simply Safe is backed by 24-7 professional monitoring agents to help stop crimes in real time. Which is part of why they were named the best home security system of 2024. Simply Safe has given us and so many listeners real peace of mind, and we want you to have it too. Right now, get 20% off of any new Simply Safe system. With fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash going west. There's no safe like Simply Safe. We know you guys love a good mystery, especially one with twists and turns. Am I right? This is why you guys are going to love June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker while she tries to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder 
in the roaring 1920s. In this hidden object mystery game, put your detective skills to the test. While you're on this quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret, you can customize your very own luxurious estate island and let your imagination run wild. Daphne and I actually love to play this game together because you can chat with and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. It is truly so much fun. You guys are going to love it. So what do you think? Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. So before that quick break, Heath let us know that just 12 days after Sabina disappeared, her motel was set on fire and it was determined to be an arson. Adding an arson investigation really complicated Sabina's missing persons case because it seemed nearly impossible that the two events were unrelated, obviously. Now, the fire had originated next door in the living room of the apartment that Sabina and Bill shared together. So this theory emerged that the fire was set to, you know, maybe cover up incriminating evidence. And again, many suspected Tom. Despite the fact that he had also moved on in a new relationship and was living with another woman, the community still seemed to paint him as this scorned husband character who had taken revenge. And in theory, Tom did have a motive because he would receive, you know, a decent settlement from Sabina's life insurance payout, as well as total ownership of the motel. In the aftermath of Sabina's disappearance and with the news of the blood in her car and the fire, Tom petitioned to have a death certificate issued for Sabina, which I think looks really bad too. It does. It definitely does. But also kind of one thought that came to my mind is why would he want to burn down his own motel that he and Sabina put so much work into unless he, you know, wanted to get some insurance money out of that as well. Right. And he's just trying to collect all the insurance payouts. But uh, I do. It just is weird to me that it's still really early on after she went missing. Yes, there's blood in the car. So somebody could assume that she was potentially met with foul play, which is what they're thinking. But there's still no remains. It's not like a year or more has passed. And, oh, we just don't know if we're ever going to find her. It's like, this is all happening right now. So why are you trying to rush so quickly to get a death certificate? I mean, maybe it, it, he needed it so that he could make proper business decisions. You know, I don't know. Maybe there is some logistical reason, but it doesn't sure. look good. No, it doesn't. So again, so he petitioned to have her death certificate issued, but he was denied and their insurance company informed him that five years would have to pass before he was able to collect this settlement. Despite his apparent motive, those who knew Tom best on the island staunchly claimed that there was no way that he would have anything to do with Sabina's disappearance, regardless of the state of their relationship or their finances. Among her friends, the culprit seemed super obvious, her boyfriend, Bill Cumber III. In a September 28th email that Sabina penned to a friend, which was a little over a month before she went missing, she wrote, quote, we might be back in our old spot sooner than expected. Bill lost it last night and went in town to see his old buddies on 14th Street. He came back stinking like cigarettes and beer at five in the morning. 
I know it takes time to find new friends, but if he's going back to his old ways, it is just a matter of time that he will be back in jail. She also described him as, quote, a mean drunk who is, quote, jealous of everybody, insulting and very humiliating. Sabina explained that she had attempted to get her island friends on board with the new relationship by introducing them, but that it had backfired. She lamented that Bill couldn't rise to the occasion and couldn't understand why he was fumbling this second chance that he had been given after his release from prison. A friend of Sabina and Tom's named Susie said sadly, quote, She was coming out of a relationship with one of the kindest, best people I've known in my life. She obviously must have been shocked to step into an abusive relationship. Two weeks after Sabina disappeared, they brought Bill in for questioning, and he elaborated on the argument that he claimed to have had with Sabina shortly before she went missing. Now, he insisted that Sabina had laid into him for smoking, and then left to head to the election night party. And interestingly, police noticed blisters on the palms of Bill's hands and questioned whether these could have been friction wounds from digging a hole to bury Sabina. But Bill swore that he had never been physical with her and wouldn't ever have been. And obviously without Sabina to pay for their living quarters, Bill was forced to vacate their apartment and Tom allowed police to conduct a thorough search of the space that the couple used to share. Inside the apartment, the smell of bleach hung in the air. And just like the car, a search with luminol uncovered blood. Now, Bill said that it was innocent, you know, the remnants of a cooking accident. But days later, the apartment burned. When Bill offered his DNA for comparison, it was recovered from the driver's seat of Sabina's car, which was odd because Tom swore that she would never let anyone else drive her car obviously, as we mentioned earlier. So as suspicions against Bill began to grow, investigators continued their search of the charred remains of the couple's living quarters. Now, they surmised that the fire had been started with accelerant, which they later found on Bill's shoes. His prior arson charge made Bill seem even more likely to have been involved. But as they tried to nail him for Sabina's disappearance, Bill ended up fleeing. Which doesn't look good either. I think the arson angle is interesting as well, since we know he committed arson before. Like, he's not looking good in any way here. No, not at all. So police were able to apprehend and arrest him because he had been on probation due to his arson charge and leaving the county had been a parole violation. But Bill would just not admit to hurting Sabina or being responsible for her disappearance and was held purely due to violating the terms of his parole. So while police waited for a revelation from Bill, he remained very tight-lipped. Volunteers and investigators alike scoured the soft white sand of the beach, looking for disturbed earth or remnants of digging. Meanwhile, detectives tracked down a bartender from the Gator Lounge, who was able to confirm that Robert Corona had been there on the night of Sabina's supposed death. So he was convicted of car theft only. Now, at this point, the investigation into Sabina's increasingly obvious murder was stagnant without a body to show for it. And thus, three long years passed with no answers for Sabina's friends and family. But then, in 2011, a neighbor of Sabina and Tom's named Ed Moss came across a purse in the brush near his beach house. 
and it wasn't hidden at all. Like it very much stood out amongst the sand and the plants. So it's almost like it was put there to be found or it was put there very haphazardly or somebody had dropped it. Like it wasn't, it wasn't hidden away. So very confused by this, Ed reported it to the police. And sure enough, Sabina's belongings were found inside. So law enforcement finally felt like they had enough circumstantial evidence to charge Bill with the murder, though he maintained that he had nothing to do with Sabina's death. But now they know she didn't go off because there's there's no confirmed sightings of her. She doesn't have any of her purse or her belongings. There's there's no way that she would have just left, obviously. So knowing that something had to have happened to her, police were desperate to find her body and to link it back to Bill. Yet even cadaver dogs and ground-penetrating radar wouldn't reveal her location. But in 2012, Bill Cumber was officially charged with Sabina's murder. Though it wasn't until 2015, so three years later, that he actually admitted to killing her. And it was only when he was offered a plea deal in exchange for revealing where her body was hidden. On October 15th, 2015, Finally opening up to detectives, Bill explained that their dispute began when Sabina was expressing distaste at his smoking. In a recorded confession, Bill recalled, quote, She encountered me and smelled the cigarette smoke and we got in a little dispute about it. She said that she couldn't do this relationship anymore. Then Bill said that he lost control. When Sabina apparently decided that she wanted to leave him, he flew into a rage, hitting her twice over the head. She started bleeding and covered her face with her hands in fear. And Bill continued, quote, And I reached and grabbed her throat and started choking her till she wasn't moving. Bill said that he looked at her in shock after he killed her, remorseful and in disbelief, allegedly. He remembered, quote, I couldn't believe what I did. I stared down at her and I couldn't believe what I had done. I decided I didn't want to go back to prison, so I thought of a way to dispose of her. Bill then waited about an hour before wrapping her in a top sheet from their bed and then dragged her to her own car where he put her in the back seat and transported her to the beach to bury her. He drove her car to South Bradenton and parked it near the Gator Lounge, knowing that it would be stolen if he left the keys inside. And then he took the bus back to the couple's apartment. So this is interesting for Robert Corona because then this this does go along with what he said. He was like, the keys were on the the seat. I just stole the car. Yeah. I mean, still a dumb dumb thing to do. Well, but, of course, yeah. but but now this is clicking that, oh, that, that is what happened. So as investigators suspected, Sabina had been buried on the beach, just steps from Haley's motel. She was recovered under the sand near 81st Street in Holmes Beach, and Bill admitted that he had concealed her there, hoping that she would be found and that investigators would pin it on her estranged husband, Tom. Which, it's it's one thing to murder somebody, which is horrible and unthinkable. Another thing to burn down somebody's business. And then a whole other thing as well, to try to pin a murder on an innocent person that everybody loves. Yeah, I think him trying to make himself the victim and say like, Oh, I can't believe that I did this. I can't believe that I would have done something like this. 
it's just you're just a piece of shit and we all know it because you, you <laughs> covered your tracks and you did all these other things like you're not remorseful no not at all <laughs> so bill cumber pled no contest to second degree murder charges and was offered a 20-year sentence in exchange for telling the authorities where the body was and when he brought them to her body he had the audacity to fall to his knees and cry and apologize to her. In the aftermath of Sabina's murder, Tom and his new partner, Carol Goodfellow, took over operations at the motel. A friend of Sabina's named Barbara Hines presented them with a portrait of Sabina and her beloved parrot, Giacomo, which was then proudly displayed at Haley's motel. That's sweet that they did that and they were able to you know, fix up things from the fire and nothing was totally destroyed. And then they hang a, a picture of her or a portrait of her. It's so nice. Yeah, I completely agree. Like Tom didn't have to do this, but, you know, out of respect and the fact that they, you know, had previously been married, I think it was a very sweet thing for him to do. A classy move. The woman who painted it, Barbara, had been Sabina's friend and Sabina and Tom's neighbor for years. When Barbara presented the portrait, she stated, quote, Well, I'll say something. I just hope all the people who said awful things about Tom are sorry that they re-victimized him. People are awful. In 2020, Bill conducted an exclusive interview with local news station Spectrum Bay News 9, where he gave people a look into the mind of a convicted murderer. In a letter that he wrote to the station agreeing to be interviewed, Bill wrote, quote, what I did bothers me every single day of my rotten life. And though it came too little too late, Bill appeared contrite and genuinely remorseful for what he had done to Sabina. When the reporter Kate McVeigh questioned him about the letter that he wrote them, asking what he meant by that statement, Bill responded glumly, quote, Yeah, I'm sorry. That sounds vulgar in a way. I'm sorry. If I could give her back, I would. But I can't. Kate continued to ask him point blank if he sought to blame Tom Bueller for the crime, and Bill answered, quote, Yes, I was trying to pin it on him. Yes, I blamed him for a lot. He then praised himself for leading investigators to her body, saying, quote, I believe if I wouldn't have done the right thing, I would still be out there. And to that, Kate countered frankly, quote, I have to say this, the right thing would have been to not kill her. Yes, Kate. Thank God somebody said it. She continued, quote, It's almost jarring to hear you say the right thing to do was to confess, because you could have gotten away with it. And then Bill responded, quote, Look, I tried to explain to you that what happened happened. It just happened. I do not condone one iota of what I did. I suffer every day for it. Bill also admits that he got off more easily than he should have for the horror he inflicted on Sabina, saying, quote, I got a sweet deal, yes, I did, which I shouldn't have got. I think there should have been maybe 10 more years added on or something like that. And then Kate fired back, quote, or life perhaps, some people say life for a life. Bill agreed, life for a life. According to Sabina's good friend Nancy Ambrose, one of the most tragic things about her untimely death was that she never got to see the outcome of the election that she was so invested in. Nancy recalled, quote, I thought, Oh, she'll never know. The saddest part of it was that she was just so excited about life. She had so much to live for. Haley's Motel remains on Anna Maria Island today, 
an ever-present memory of Sabina. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of Going West. Yes, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And on Friday, we'll have an all-new case for you guys to dive into. Head over to our social media accounts if you want to let us know your thoughts on this case and kind of make yourself a part of the conversation and see photos of beautiful Sabina and all the other victims that we talk about on this show. Our Instagram is at Going West Podcast. Twitter or X, whatever it's called now, is at Going West Pod. And then we're on Facebook, Going West True Crime. And we have a private discussion group you can join. And that is the Going West Discussion Group. Also, real quick before uh, we let you guys go, I just wanted to mention that I put out another song under my name, uh, my artist name, Ghostly. It's called Runner. I just released it. It's on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Apple Music. It's it's everywhere. It's on YouTube. So go check out Runner. I'm really excited about it. There's a really great music video out for it too, starring Heath. It is such a fun video. So check that out on YouTube. And the song is amazing. Runner, listen. We'll see you next time. Thank you guys so much. All right, guys, so for everybody out there in the world, don't be a stranger. time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.